This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my There we go. So oh, she does it again. Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. The gentlemen laughing at me are Bobby Loomis as and usual. Richie Herod, as usual. And we are going to talk about fishing again. Well, of course, it's that time of year. Yeah, it's it's warm out. We got, you know. It's Cinco de Mayo. We've, we've got some fishing done. It's Cinco de Mayo. We got margaritas i wish we had margaritas i wish we had fish tacos i wish we had fish tacos but we could teach people how to catch fish and then make fish tacos in honor of cinco de mayo so that's what we're going to do today yeah yeah. we're going to talk about fishing lake chelan we're going to get in depth talk exactly about how to you know get after the kokanee up there and you know there's other species you can catch up there but uh we'll predominantly focus on the kokanee because that's kind of what a lot of people are going to be doing you know this spring and summer so we will jump into it. Uh, Bobby's home lake. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I'm from Schland too. Oh, Britain. Yeah. Britain. I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I know. I, fished, I don't yeah. think I fished one time in like the 15 years I lived up there. Okay, so then see, I was right. <laughs> Bobby's home lake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I swam in it a lot. Yeah, it, and and we fish it a little bit differently than what we did growing up. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah, like a lot differently. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the, uh, this time of the year, uh, you know, you're talking, those fish are starting to head down towards lakeside. You're getting that warmer water. You've got more plankton. Therefore, the fish are moving down there in that that lower, the lower portion base. of the basin. Yep. And, you know, you're fishing shallow water. I love fishing down there. Oh, it, it, it's it's the most fun, you know. You, at that point, you know, you don't, you don't even play with the downriggers because you're fishing, you know, zero to, to uh 35, 30 40 feet, feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and, you know, fishing with, with a little bit of lead and, you know, fishing a long ways behind the boat. Uh, you know, there's so many different things that go into catching those fish and especially catching them in volume quickly, mm-hmm. uh, that, that go into it. And, you know, having, having, it's like anything else, you know, you start out with, uh, two or three different, different colors, Find out what what they're telling you they want. Everybody go to the the color that that's working the best right off the bat. And you know, like I said, when you're fishing that shallow water, you've got to fish a long ways behind the boat because the boat's going to spook fish. They're going to go out of the boat path. Uh, the water's so clear in that lake. You know, you can see fifty feet down. So those fish are going to move. Yep. So you you have to be able to fish. You know, to the fish. You got to be a minimum of seventy-five feet behind a boat, uh, in upwards of one hundred and forty, just depending on how shallow they are. And I mean, holy cow, we found them down, you know, clear down in, down towards uh, below lakeside in, you know, sixteen feet of water. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of of being able to get back to those fish at that depth, where they're at, what they want, and do it very quickly. Yeah, I think this is a classic case of really pay attention to your uh, electronics. Absolutely. So as soon as you get down to that lower basin and you start locating fish, 
you know, really pay attention to the what depth of water you're in and where the fish are relative to that depth. And one of the things I found that worked really well for for me was um I you know me I like to fish a contour if I can find it. So sure. If I find fish at you know in 40 feet of water and they're hanging right in there at 35 feet or 30 feet in that depth, I'm going to just try to hold that and try yep. to find myself a pattern where I can, you know, stay on that contour with the boat Yep. and then turn on those fish and come back through that same area again. And I think that's a, and we've talked about this before. I don't know if it's on this podcast or if on one of the TV shows that we produce, but one of the things that Bobby and I talk about a lot is that, you need to fish to the fish. That's kind of a thing we say, which means if you've got biters, turn on those biters. Don't just keep going, you know, clear away from where they're at, turn your boat and come back on those fish. And and when you get in this shallow water, you can find yourself a nice little pattern that you can work. And it works pretty well to keep yourself on those, on those biters. And then after that, it's about presentation yeah absolutely you know the the i i always laughed about that because like i said growing up you know the, the old the old timers they would they would go through a pot of fish and they they would catch one or two fish or three fish and and, and they keep going and they'd troll for three or four hundred yards yep. well you're talking about a half hour right by the time you get up there you turn around and oh, you come my. back through them again you know if you're going to catch fish you want to go through the fish that are biting. Absolutely. When those fish are biting at that time, you turn back on those fish immediately and you go back through them again. And we'll even do, we, we even go to the point of just reeling everything up so I can turn on a dime. Oh, absolutely. So we can go back, put it back out and go through. Sure. We'll leave two rods in the water, the two two outside rods or, or you know. Reel up so you can make that yeah. turn. Reel up, make the turn make and it do quick. it again. Because, you know, there's going to be a lot of boats. You know, that's yeah. another thing. You know, we're kind of starting out here talking about boat boat control and boat positioning so you know once you find where those fish are and you find your pattern you're probably going to be friends around and so you know you need to pay attention to what you're doing a lot of times it helps if you're fishing that far back say 75 feet it's not like you're going to be able to turn real quick and no. not have a mess so usually what we do is like bobby said we'll reel up yep some of the rods try to get turned and get back on it so that you can do two things manage your gear and manage other boats around you Yep. Yeah, because you can't catch fish when they're all tangled up. No, you can't. Or it's you're a, tangled with, you know, the guy next to you. Sure. It, it, I, it, now, neither of us can catch fish. No. no, it's a bad day. It's a bad day. Yeah. And we don't like bad days. No. Bad days are not fun. So, no, you know, like Rich said, you know, reel up a couple of those rods, turn immediately, get back down, and get back through the fish that are actually biting. biting and you know and continually work them till they quit biting or the school is scattered right. or you know what whatever then, they whatever the they do yeah so and one of the things i find down there is that i'm i might have a, a little pattern that i'm doing and then it goes cold and i'll move shallower i'll move deeper you know as the day goes on typical thing right kokanee sink yeah so if you get really a warm day and a, and a lot of bright sunshine, you might move a little deeper because yeah. they might drop a little deeper, you know, more to 50 feet or something like that. And so, and a lot of times we've also found that they'll be hugging the bottom, you know, <laughs> whereas before you're... Don't be telling everybody that. Well, you, <laughs> before you're getting them, you know, suspended, yeah. they might move down to where they're right on the bottom. So you need to, you know, stay on the fish and fish to the fish. That's a good little saying for you to remember. 
find well, the fish, fish the fish, don't leave fish to find yep, fish. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's, those are good things but, you know, to remember. What, one, of the, one of the things that, that I always, uh, I kind of laugh about is, you know, we grew up fishing gang trolls mm-hmm. and wedding rings and, and spinners and stuff like that, you know, over the years. And you fished with night crawlers and, and you know, everything has been refined tremendously compared to what what we used to do right and now we're fishing with you know dodgers and squitters and and uh, different patterns like that but one of the things that people overlook is when you've still got fish there and those fish aren't biting you turn around and put on a, a gang troll or put on like a flashlight flashlight and then put on a wedding ring or or some type of beaded spinner back behind there and you can go back through them how many times have we caught fish yep. just because of the fact that you changed up the gear you go bit. back to the same types of colors but you put different different product on right. there and those fish will go right back on the bite again sure absolutely yeah one of the things that we do to get specific about gear i mean obviously like using double d dodger the thing i really like about a double d dodger and especially running the boat is the ability to get that thing to move away from the boat sure and so when you're fishing multiple rods depending on where you hook your main line in the dodger you can have it go port to starboard on on the back of your boat so that really helps spread your gear out and then in the center a lot of times we'll use a flashlight Mm -hmm. um wedding ring combination and when you do that with the dodgers we use shorter leaders with the with the flashlights we're going to use a little bit longer so what are your favorite lengths bobby because you're always setting those up well when when you you know dodgers dodgers you're going to go with with the typical uh, early in the season i'll start out with like 14 inch leaders on a dodger and most of the Dodgers that we're running now are the, the four to six inch type stuff that are a sling blade. Right, right, right. Sling blades add right, a lot to right. it. Right. And it will be uh, 14 inches down to later on in the season when I want more of a reactionary bite, it's going to end up being about eight inches. Right. I mean, so short, short stuff. A short leader really, what's going to end up happening, whether you're using a sling blade or a dodger, you're going to really get your lure whipping. Yep. It, it's it gives really that, move. that whole reactionary type bite. Yep. Um, with, with gang trolls, Gang trolls, I tend to run things uh, longer. A little bit longer. Yeah, I'll run things back a little bit further from a four-bladed flashlight. Um, you know, probably 26 to 32 inches, mm-hmm. you know, something yep. in that neighborhood. Might even shorten it up just a little bit, but not much. Right. Most most of it's going to be further behind it so that you're back away from that whole flash but uh is this you, just the attractor yeah it's just yeah just getting to bring getting that 360 degree yeah. attraction right. drawing fish from further away wanting to see what's going on right. you know what is that is yeah a school of fish yeah, what mimicking am I? a school of fish you're sure. making school of fish so what yep. is that over there let's go yeah and then out. all of a sudden here comes a spinner through there yeah. you know so it it uh it just depends on on what you're running but that's generally what i would what i would run right. when i run you know yeah, a, a yeah, gang yeah. troll in a and then the other thing we do is um, if we're using a wiggle hoochie bill, mm-hmm. that's the same thing. You need to move that back from whatever tractor you're using a little bit. I so usually that- fish those. I don't fish those as long as I do a spinner. I'll fish them about 18 to 22 right. inches max. But the closer you get it to 
to a Dodger, say, the, the more the Dodgers affecting it. You want the wiggle bill to do its thing. I, I, want, it, I want it to do its own thing, and I'll generally yeah. tie a loop knot when, I, when I'm fishing it. Right. And, and especially if I end up fishing it a little bit closer, trying to get, you know, later on in the season when we try to that whole reactionary bite, getting a little bit of whip out of that Dodger helps, but using, it, using a loop knot definitely. Okay, let's talk about that. So a lot of times which makes it really nice for changing gear, we'll tie a barrel swivel mm-hmm. to our whatever our terminal tackle is. Right. Um, but if you tie a loop knot, that allows a lot more movement. Absolutely. Absolutely. It Allow, allows the lure to do its job. So no barrel uh, swivel. Fishing a, cri- a crip lure or a humdinger, same thing. Right, exactly. Allow them to do their own job. Right. But, you know, and whatever type of lure you're fishing, if you've got a lure like a, a Brad's cut plug or something like that, you want it to do its own job. You don't want the the, the dodger jerking it around. Right. You want to allow it. But there are times, especially later in the season, when you get into uh, more of a reactionary type bite right. later on in the summer where those fish want that added movement where you end up going to a shorter leader on a crip lure or a humdinger wiggle hoochie or, or something like yeah. that. And we've used humdingers before. Sure. Yeah. Hum, humdingers the work fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, uh, and again, that's one of those things. And we've talked about this on podcasts before, you know, matching the hatch or whatever it is. The same is true with leader lengths, with, uh, yeah. you know, the, the movement of your lure, you want to have a variety of things to see what's working, and then, absolutely, and then and then go to that. Yes, if you're getting bit more on one setup or pattern. One thing that Bobby and I found a lot, which is so interesting to me, <laughs> it always amazes me. And even after all these years, <laughs> we have our downriggers down, and we're fishing behind the ball just like we normally set up, like we're talking. Then we put out a couple lead rods, and sometimes them lead rods are what's getting bit. Well, and, and you know, it, you know, it, and it's the how it's set sure. up and how it's presenting, and by it, it, God, that's the way they're going to bite. It's 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 moving differently, moving differently than what your downrigger is, regardless of being you know thirty five to fifty feet behind the ball. Mm-hmm. It's creating, it's pinning it, or creating a different type of movement than what those lead rods are, and we we found that you oh. know so true Sockeye, over the years tokeny, absolutely absolutely every, everything salmon fishing salmon i mean fishing. sure ah crazy those lead rods get bit more or the downriggers get bit more right just never and, it, know. and it just depends on on the movement that you're getting out of your gear regardless of everything being the same the those two lead rods i mean we, we've laughed about it over the years oh. how those two lead rods would get bit more than the downriggers or vice versa on any given day yeah, and, and really pay attention to that. I mean, I think that's yeah. an important thing. You know, the details matter if you want to put fish yes, in they your do. boat. So if you pay attention to what you've got on there and what's working and, and then, move, you know, move to that because that's what's going to be successful for you. Sure. That's, uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet is speed, which is, you know, incredibly important when it comes to kokanee fishing. Very, very uh, important. You know, uh, certain times of the year, you know, early in the season, you're wanting to troll a little bit slower. Later on in the season, things speed up a little bit. And it really depends on the time of the year, how what your water temperatures are, clarities. All, all of that adds into, you know, how many fish you put in the boat in a, in a given period of time. 
And, uh, you know, as Richie will tell you, because he's generally running the boat, you know, that, that speed is, is a big, big, uh, thing to look at. What are you, what are you usually starting? Well, usually, I mean, the, the, the kokanee speeds really are one, one to one, four. I mean, those are your, those are your best speeds and the way we figure that out. I mean, the, the easy way to figure all this out is, uh, S turns. So a lot of times we'll crazy Ivan, we'll do crazy Ivan and, you know, go up and down, like I talked about in this pattern that we're using, but I, I typically like to turn my boat frequently anyway. Because then I'm really learning what's going on. So your inside rods are dropping, your outside rods are speeding up. And if you when, when you make those S turns, yep. And and that's a and that's a again the details the details of it. It's like you know we're getting bit on the turn every time. Speed up. Yeah. And and, uh, and you're getting bit on that outside rod. Guess what? That outside rod is yeah. telling you it's going faster. So speed up uh, to 1.6, you know, sure. something like that, and just see if that makes your difference. Another thing we'll do um, with fish is we'll stall. We'll get over a group of fish, and we'll I'll hit the brakes. Yeah. I'll take it out of gear. Take it out of gear totally. Every time I go out with Lance, we did do yeah, that all day. Take take it out. Yeah. Take it out of gear. We get on fish. Let the gear sink, and then put it in gear. So, just imagine. So you got spinners coming along, whatever it is you're using. Lots of movement. All of a sudden, it stops. And it's flutters. It's like flutters down. Or something. Flutters yeah. down. And then you get you feeling nervous about it. Feeling nervous, and then hit the hit the gas again. You know, put it in gear, yeah, and then gen- they come out and movement back again and, and sometimes that'll really trigger the bite if you're having trouble sure so all these things about how you run your boat can really make a difference so it's the combination of where they are uh the right kind of gear and how you're presenting it right and that's the, those are your keys if sure. you can think about those things as you're fishing in the lower part of schlan and quite frankly get on the fish you probably do pretty well in schlan oh yeah in the lower basin you know yeah well, you know, the, like I said, the one big thing that people overlook is is you're fishing shallow water, and people don't don't fish far enough behind the boat. You got to get back. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you're fishing shallow for kokanee, you got to get your gear back. You know, like we've talked about this in like on Lake Roosevelt, if we're fishing there sure. in the winter time. You're fishing the surface. Shoot, man, one twenty, one fifty feet. Take yep. them dodgers. Get your gear out of, from the boat path. Yep. Turn turn make big sweeping turns you know all those things that get get the gear away and um, that, that's a big difference now later on as we move into june and the fish are deeper 30 feet behind the ball you're 80 feet down yeah whatever it's going to be 100 feet down no problem yep it's not an issue but, absolutely uh, absolutely yeah. e- everything is a little different but chelan you know chelan fishing yeah. fishing that that lower basin yeah. you got to be behind the boat You've got to you've got to have that that right speed that one one to one four, um, you know. Like I said, fishing lead is, is much quicker and easier than fishing fishing off the downrigger at that time, right. and it's an easy way to get into a lot of fish. Now, as far as bait goes, you know, we use um, shoe peg corn and we use a cura own. I mean, that's how everyone does it. Everybody has a recipe. Sure. We could uh, actually, Britain, post um, a little graphic on how we make it. Yeah. Something that Danny and I made. I'll give that to you so you can put it up on our our Facebook and Instagram pages so you can see what we do. But obviously, I like to use Procure. Um, Max Lure has their their own sense as well now, which work also. 
work very well, but it's really a matter of just uh, trying up a different things. Now, Bobby sure. likes to have uh, bloody tuna, and I like carp spit. Bloody tuna and anise, baby. Yeah, that's what he likes, and I've had real good luck with uh, carp spits made sure. by Procure. I use both the oil, mm-hmm. the bait scent oil, and I also use um, the super gel in combination and it works really really well for kokanee it's got some corn scent in it in the carp spit um yeah it's a sweet it's sweet and that's kind of what kokanee like uh we've tried various things dianum orange dianum red or just corn color yeah yeah and it again that's one of those experiment you know experimental things um you know have three or four different kinds of corn made up so Again, so that's another factor of all the things we've been talking about that might be. You might have everything right, but they really want, I don't know, anise. Yeah, it's a complicated formula. It's kind of complicated. You just never know. Again, that's why you try different things to see what's working, find that pattern. You got to remember, everybody's got their own idea of what, you know, this comes down to anything in any type of hunting or fishing, what turns their crank what why are you know what do you think volume means or what do you think time means or what do you think uh, a limit means you know if i go out there i want to go catch a limit and i want to be done in in 10 minutes (laughs) versus the next guy catching a limit in half a day is is fantastic and and you know what so everybody's got their own idea on and thought process on what what they feel works the best and, and that's what you got to do. And that's you know. great. Yeah. And that, all that's fine. And, Absolutely. And as we've talked about before, these are ideas. These are yeah. things that have worked well for us. You can try them. But the bottom line is try what works for you. And if you find a pattern, sure. that's, I think, what we've always tried to say in these, whether we're talking about hunting or fishing. If you find a pattern of things that works well for you, then use it. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. you can. Yeah, there's not one way to catch you fish. Wanna no. catch, you want to no. catch fish. We want you to help help you catch fish and so that's kind of the thing absolutely awesome well um if you have any questions about kokanee fishing on chelan specifically or any other body of water be sure to shoot us a message on facebook or instagram you can find us at wao podcast Uh, be sure to go subscribe to this podcast Um, make sure you rate us so we keep doing it and until next week we will talk to you later margarita time (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.